welcome back to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. It gave us four clicks that time. I That's realized. true. Last yeah. time it didn't. Yeah. It threw me off. And uh, I feel like that was a good intro. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Better than the last episode's intro. Which we totally did not just record. No. 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 And then put it forward. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's a pretty day. Yeah, it's a nice day. Have you been outside? Mm, when I needed to. <laughs> when did you need to? Well, this morning I went grocery shopping, yeah. and then I went over to our good friend Dawson's house. Right, right, right. He likes me better. We have a more of a history. Yeah. And I was on his side during a tough time, and no you one were. else was. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to remember that as you're sitting in your you know, room or gonna, listening to it. if he's going to notice... This is, I know, we know he listens, but I wonder if he's going to notice the secret message we put in. We know that both of them listen. Yeah. And I just want you to know that uh, Can't You Feel My Heart is, in fact, a great song. That, that You won't get that, but that happened so is Caliban. Oh, that, that song? Shh, I'm not done. Also, to test the other listeners of this podcast, Savannah, I have $50 for you if you text me right now when you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> she actually does. You're not She's not her. going to. You're not going to pay her. She's not going to. But if, what if she does? Fingers crossed. Pranked you. You should still look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was, that was a fun test. Another fun test. Um, well, hold on, hold on. Does, it, does that have a time limit, though? Because what if she goes back and listens to it? She won't, though, because we can't tell her about it. So you cannot be like, I oh, gonna do oh that. there's a secret message in a podcast for you. No, she used to do I'll it I'll give, like, really own. vague hints. No. I'll don't. like, hey, Savannah, you want $50? No, just don't say anything about it. Right, because fine. then she's going to be like, where, where, where? So we can't, no, that's a no-go. That means, okay, but also, yeah, no, no, no talking about that to her. Another test, Spencer... You're not listening right now. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> that wasn't a test. Go, go break a roof. <laughs> oh, he's not paying. Oh, uh, let's see this one. Drew, if you're listening, uh, along with Batman Arthur, um, tell him hi. Tell, tell him. If you're listening right now, I want you to come here to our apartment. Yeah, if you're listening, if... if <laughs> Drew, if you're listening right now, come bring you and your baby here yeah. at the apartment. Yeah. Text us, obviously, to make sure we're home. Or just show up. <laughs> That's true. A lot of the times we don't lock our door. But um, anyone else? Anyone else? No, I can't think of anyone else. Um, oh, uh, Chomper, you're a great dog. Uh, arguably better than Russ. Probably better than Russ. Uh, the too, smells too are different. the same. Yeah. Fascinating enough. As fascinating as that is, the smells are in fact better breath. similar. Chomper's breath is better. So I get, I just picked up the mic. So <laughs> that might have been really loud. Chomper's breath is better, but his farts are not. Yeah, no, that's bad. Chomper's ass smells like Russ's mouth. <laughs> uh, it's true. It is true. Poor Russ. Yeah, we did, he just had blood work done, so he can we could see if we can do uh, dental stuff to help out with that. Oh, that'd be a fun six month thing. Yeah, six month thing. Because he's gonna die. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Your cats are almost dead. So. I know. <laughs> I can't believe my mom just told me about his arthritis. I have a cat named Bonsai, and you me and my three mom. Cats. Me and my mom. Well, it's it's a, surrounds this one. We all know the stories. I've talked about my cats many times. All right, one of them's transgender. The other one I rescued from the tree. I would say it's he's not oh really hermaphroditic. Trans, Sorry, yeah. hermaphroditic. One of them I rescued from a tree, and then my personal cat Bonsai is sometimes a bit of a bitch, but yeah. it's a loving relationship. But anyway, well, it's, was, you know, it's all a matter of how you raise him. I raised him. You raised like a, a bitch. I raised him <laughs> like a child. I raised him great. All right, he's great. Great. But great boy. my my mom and me were just hanging out one time, and she goes, "You know, I forgot to mention. I think Bonsai's getting arthritis." I mean, then just stops like, just stops talking about it. It's not like deadly. But it's sa- you ever seen an arthritic cat? Yeah. It's sad to see. Luckily, the I don't cat. think I don't think he actually does have arthritis. I think my mom is just old and blind. Pretty sure uh, my Love cat, you, mom. Uh, Blackie had arthritis. Mm. He was a fighter. Yeah, Bonzo's Bonzo's a fighter too. But yeah, enough about the cats. Enough about 
them animals enough about animals because uh, animals are inferior to man the greatest animal of them all what um oh i need to fix this real quick yeah, say 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 something what, what are you fixing uh just so i can see the time for yeah. when we're recording i started i just started a stopwatch to see how long this episode oh we have a timer right here we're already we're at five minutes and 23 seconds that's it yeah what do right. you think we were at <laughs> How did you get to an hour? Uh, no, that's not an hour. That's a minute. Oh, I started. <laughs> I started late. <laughs> you started uh, very late. You know how people? I think me and you did this. How you leave a stopwatch going for like a year mm-hmm. just to see how long you can do it. Yeah, it's not hard to figure out what it'll be. You just do three sixty-five times twenty-four. Yeah, which is three sixty-five times twenty-four. Uh, it's over a thousand. Eight thousand seven hundred sixty. <laughs> That's that quick head math. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, do you have what the? What was the point of that? I don't know. I was just just dead quiet. I looked at my stopwatch and I was watching. Stop this. looking at the stopwatch. We have it's a timer right, right here. here. It's just right here. I can't see that. I can tell you it. Ask me whenever you want. What time is it? Six twenty-four. Jeez, not it's going fast. We like time, or like like actual actually, time is three seventeen. Three seventeen. Well, in in like the are you talking about like the time for like like time? How like long have we been talking? Like the world time, or like how long the podcast has been going? Well, the, not all the world is at three seventeen. Technically, it yes, it's just ahead or behind. So like, it's all a matter where the sun is. Or where we are in relation to the sun, actually. Yeah. Unless Copernicus Earth. was right, and we're at the center it's of the solar not. system. <laughs> I'm fixing my glasses. <laughs> All right, enough. All right. So, so, do you have do you have a pre-topic question before we get into all this ish? Yeah, I can have one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got one. I got one. I got one. Who was Is this a history question? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to think about like the Assassin's Creed games. What What uh what two nations were involved in the Peloponnesian War? Peloponnesian War? Uh Syria and Greece, right? Athens and Sparta, I thought. Is it? So just Greece? Wait, that might not be right. I think it's Athens. Those are two city-states. Whatever, hold on. Um, Pelo. Peloponnesian War. Peloponnesian. I don't even know how you spell Peloponnesian, so I'm just guessing. <laughs> I did penis ion. <laughs> oh, here it is. <laughs> I spelled it so wrong. Peloponnesian War was an ancient Greek war fought by the Delian League led by Athens against the Peloponnesian League led by Sparta. Okay, so the Peloponne. Okay, so we were both kind of right on that one, except for. I mean, they're they're not separate nations, are they? Just to clarify, I I said penis ion because it's Peloponnesian, so I did Pelo penis ion. If you can imagine what that looks like. I mean, it seems it's like very it wrong. Like there's no I. There's Pelo- a lot of E's. That seems like it sounds like Peloponnesian. Yeah. Peloponnesian pe- penisin. Pelo- penis. Uh, hold on. Just, just do some talking real quick. Hello. Um, why are you answering a phone call? I'm on. I'm recording a podcast right now, Savannah. You didn't have to answer that. Do you want me to put you on speaker? Yeah. Let's uh. Let's let. Yeah, yes. On the ask po- her why she's calling. Put okay. On hold on. Speaker. Hold on. I'm putting you on speaker. Hello. Why are you calling? Why are you calling? Um. All right. Hang up. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> yeah, she hung up. Well, she hung up like that was actually that was kind of funny. Good job, Savannah. You not listening person. That was actually kind of funny. Maybe she listened and now you're out fifty bucks because she she knows she's on the episode now. I buying her lunch. I feel like or dinner. I feel like that's worth fifty dollars because love is is priceless. So you're gonna spend fifty dollars on dinner? No, but like like I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. Um, Wait, are you going to Mexican with your brother? No, I'm talking about when we go to Cafe Del Rio. All right, oh, look, we're right. getting off topic. We're already ten minutes in. Although that's good because 
banter. Content. But content. But it is time for a topic. It is time for a topic. And uh, I got these... Yeah, let's just let's just get into it. We're ten ten minutes in. We might as well. I wonder. Oh, that's yeah. That's probably audible. It's real professional. All right, let's hear it. Um, so let's this, hear it. Butt this chin. episode, this butt chin. Yeah. I don't have a butt chin. You got that thing right here. I have a dimple. It's not a butt chin. It, well, if you think about it hard enough, it could be a butt chin. I do this. Oh yeah, butt chin. That means you're good looking. Dimples on your face mean you're good looking. Do you have any dimples? Smile. Like this. I can't see you got a beard. Yeah. Back oh, dimples. My stomach rumbled. Do you have back, back dimples? Back dimples? No. Like by your butt? I have a tramp stamp. I mean... That could, that could be... That's sexy in some people's It's a pole vaulter <laughs> vaulting over my crack. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really low tramp stamp. Alright, alright. Let's Go. So the topic for today. So this topic is brought to uh, us and y'all by our good friend Zach Bagel Bites. Okay, so I have a confession to make. I don't think you know this. I did not come up with the name Zach Bagel Bites. God damn you. So Zach Bagel Bites, I heard it from And That's Why We Drink, like an early episode. I thought it was really funny. And then when you brought up Zach Bagans the first time on this podcast, I instantly just went, Zach Bagel Bites, because I connected it to So we stole that. No, we didn't stole it, because I'm saying right now that well, we that used is not that. our we bit. We used that for so long, and now you come clean? We gotta we gotta go public with this. Oh, we're about to. Yeah, we're going public with we it right now. Let's, let's just go ahead and apologize. We apologize. We apologize. No, 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 you apologize. I apologize for... Zach Bagel Bites name stealing. We're gonna now take it back because we don't apologize. We for don't. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna call him something else. We're gonna call him Crack Crack Dagens. Crack Dagens. That's yeah. terrible. I'm trying to think. Zach like, Bagel Bites is so much better. I know. Why are we so bad at everything? What about Zach Butt Crack? <laughs> Zach Crack. Zach Crack. Uh, Zacker. <gasps> cheese it Zacker instead of cheese it cracker. I don't know. <laughs> Zach Bagans. All right, well, the bag boy. Big boy. Dirk Diggler. <laughs> you ever seen that movie? Uh, I think so. What movie am I talking about? I have no about? idea. Wait, no, that sounds familiar. What movie is it? Boogie Nights. It's a great movie, minus the ending. You talked about that. It's just a lot. So, yeah, we're going to talk about some items that he has in his, or two items, I have two, um, that are in his uh, museum. I'm going to guess right now, one of them's a mirror, the other one's the divot box. Nope. Oh, yeah. One of them is the divot box. box, Okay. Um, Other one, it's not the Dr. Death fan, right? Because that's not haunted. Okay. This one, the other one. So I'm doing the divot box first, but um, box first. Okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm gonna. I, it, I don't it, know if you've heard of the other one. I don't know. I know I have heard of the divot box before. Or, it is this the one where there's a spirit box next to it? A spirit, like the actual like. Spirit yeah, there's box a spirit thing. box that's always on in the museum on, yeah, next to the divot so. box. Is it yeah. this one? What do you mean you think so? You researched it. Well, this is just I, this is a last minute edition that I thought was cool because I was looking. Not all these on this list are in his museum. Okay. Well, there so there's one in his museum that has a spirit box that's operating. It might be this one. Like twenty four seven. So if it is, I know some stuff about it. But all right, go. Okay. So here is the dibbuk box. So according to Jewish folklore, a dibbuk is a dark spirit that takes over the bodies of living people and uses them for evil, demons. Uh, legend has it that a divot can be used, can be trapped inside a, of a box and preventing, prevented from causing mischief, unless the box is opened, that is. Uh, several years ago, the divot box shown in the following figure came up for sale on eBay. You know, I wonder if we actually looked for stuff on eBay, if we could find something weird like this. Not that I want to, but it'd just be interesting. Just some weird stuff. Anyways. Possibly. So, oh, the movie The Possession with Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, is inspired by this box. Oh, really? Uh, uh, in case you were wondering. I think I've seen The Possession. 
Let me let me let me check uh, how it was how it was reviewed. Keep going. Um, so the seller listed a vintage wine cabinet that came from an estate of a woman who survived World War II, a World War II concentration camp. Uh, the seller, an antique dealer named Kevin Manis, claimed that the first owner's granddaughter was terrified of the box, warning him that her grandmother said it held a dibbuck. Held a dibbuck. Held a dibbuck. After buying the cabinet, he was plagued by a series of unfortunate events and reoccurring nightmares of an old hag. Let me that would... it. What? A series of unfortunate events. Oh. Keep going. Um, I said that like. Two sentences ago. What? No, you just... <laughs> Shut up. Um, cause, causing him to wake up with bruises on his body. Uh, he also experienced an overpowering stench of cat urine in his home. Uh, tragically, his mother suffered a stroke while opening the box. Not surprisingly, he decided to get rid of it. Why would you open that? The... Why would you open that well, box? Cause they, maybe they don't know. Um, surprisingly, Possession does not have the best reviews. Really? No, the exorcism of Emily Rose, which is in the suggested, does. So, there's that. Who's that? She looks familiar. Oh, she's on Ozark. Okay, sorry. Here's a picture of Zach Bagans by the Divic box. It's, it's very... You're, well, no, you're whole, you keep shaking it in the reflection from the My sun. My hands shake. It. Okay, you can't, you won't Michael J. It. Fox. Um, Let's Google it. <laughs> Michael J. Um, so the box eventually ended up in the hands of Missouri Medical Museum director Jason Haxton, who was skeptical about the powers attributed to the box. He soon changed his mind after acquiring, after acquiring the box. Um, he began to experience a series of medical maladies, uh, including bleeding eyes and strange rashes. He also began to dream of being attacked by an old hag, jeez, who... And would also wake with bruises on his body. Kevin Manis told me that while the box was in Haxton's basement, a man died there, and his body was found lying next to the box. He eventually became so unnerved by the box that he reached out to scientists and, and rabbis who instructed him to build a wooden ark lined with 24 karat gold, place the box inside, and bury it in the ground. Goodness. Uh, I, I looked up the David box. You did? Yeah. It's, see it was, it's spooky what's inside. It is spooky. Um, the box was opened during the time that it was owned by Jason Haxton. He retrieved it from its burial site for a special appearance on my television show, Deadly Possessions. It's, uh, Your Zach's, television show? Zach's. This is in the Zach writing. Oh, well then just so do some paraphrasing. I, 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 yeah. Um, I arranged to have the box placed in a containment room so that Kevin Manis, the previous owner, could could confront his fears about the box. When he opened it, he found... The <coughs> you good? Oh, my God. The Dimmick box. It's the Dimmick. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, keep going. Um, when he opened it, he found the content, contents were intact. There was a... Oh, um... It was like, uh, one of them was like a piece of paper with Hebrew writing, I think. And then, like, there was, like, mm -hmm. some cups, it looked like. I only saw a few mm -hmm. photos. That was all I saw. Um, there was a dried rose, two coins from the 1920s, um, a small gold kiddish wine goblet. So, yeah, there's the cups. Two locks of hair. Ew. An octopus-legged candlestick holder called a shabbat. And an engraving of the word shalom, which means peace in Hebrew. Shalom. But I meant hello. <laughs> peace. You know, like how people say peace? It's like peace. I'm going to look up some Hebrew. Shalom. Um, when Kevin opened the box and the lights, the lights in the building started to flash, strange sounds were heard. And strangest of all, Kevin turned to face a wall and he got a very weird expression on his face. His voice changed, and he started to recite a story about a shadow man. Ew. Oh, possession. Wait, so like the Hebrew... He then started speaking in Peace. tongues... Oh, whoops. Jeez. Sorry. Speaking in tongues and making bizarre whistling sounds. He was sweating profusely and began to cough uncontrollably. He sounds like he, um, is sounds haunted. He's got a case of possessed... Also, did you, you know it was creepy? I'm pretty sure thunder just happened, like, as soon as you were like... 
I didn't hear thunder. Oh, I did. I would, you know, it's about to rain. It's just, it's not saying how to pronounce it. It's just saying, it's just showing the writing of it. Shalom. Well, no. Did you look up how to pronounce, or what are you trying to pronounce? I'm looking up what hello is. Oh. I'm trying to. Um, It's not working. Whatever, just So Zach purchased the the Dybbuk box from Jason Haxton. Nice paraphrasing. Thank you. And placed it on display at the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. Hey, uh, no, not the Haunted Museum. Zach's Haunted Zach's Museum. Zach's Haunted Museum. What's it officially called? The Haunted Museum. It's really just yeah. the Haunted Museum? He's a very creative guy. Um, so, because of the sinister nature of the box, only visitors over the age of 18 who have signed a waiver are allowed to see it. Jeez. During the time that it has been on display, there have been people who have fainted, become dizzy, and even sick. Visitors have also witnessed a shadowy cloaked figure that has been seen passing directly through closed doors of the side of the room where it is on display. One of my tour guides has had her face shoved into the case that holds uh, the box by an unseen force. It'd be fun to be a tour guide there. I've heard so I've heard stories about uh, this uh, museum. The uh, staff does not seem to enjoy it. They don't. No, they had they had some pretty cool stories. I can't remember any of them though, which I'm upset about. But I'm huh. sure you could Google that. Oh yeah. Oh, this uh, yeah. Here we go. In 2018, my friend and Zach's friend, uh, singer songwriter Post Malone, visited <laughs> visited the haunted museum during his vi- during his visit. We were together in the Dybbuk box room, and both heard the unmistakable sound of a little girl's voice. Moments later, something began to affect us. This sensation prompted me to remove the protective case from the box. Something was telling me to open the box. After a very tense moment between Post and myself, Zach, I touched the box. I want to see, I want to see if they have a video of that. Um, I began to panic and to scream, cry, and hyperventilate. Concerned, Post reached out and touched my shoulder. When he did, I felt something pass through my body. When we left the museum... Post saw the dark shadow figure that so many people had encountered followed, follow us out. The next day, he sent me a photo of a mysterious bruise that appeared on his arm. It's probably one of his tattoos. After his visit, he <laughs> got smudged. Yeah. He was involved in an emergency landing in his private jet. Uh, his car was involved in an accident, and armed robbers targeted a home in San Francisco that they believed to be his. So it wasn't his. Okay, but I, the intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that a curse from the box affected him in a series of three events: mocking of the Trinity. Um, Ow, that's true. On Hall- on Halloween in 2018, Ghost Adventures aired a live special from the Haunted Museum. I watched this. You did? It, yeah, I did. I recorded it and I watched it. It had some some cool moments and some not so cool moments. I feel like I watched that too. God, was that really in 2018? Yeah. Time flies. You know, 2018 old. was an underrated year. Yeah, compared to this year. Well, compared, compared to this year? Every year. 1941 is an underrated year <laughs> compared to this year. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. To an extent. To an extent. Worldwide. Yes. Yeah. United States-wise? Arguable. It's definitely one of the worst years probably in human history. I mean, there's not a draft, so that's good. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it is probably one of the worst years oh, in yeah. history. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to make it through. We're going to get through, and we're going to prevail. All right? <laughs> all of us together. Everybody. Everybody. Thank you. This was your daily inspiration. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all later. I'm not done. I- this is longer than I thought. All right, we'll keep going. Um, so on, twi- I keep saying that on Hello. On, I keep going. Like, keep going. Slow down. Deep breaths and go. On All Hallows Eve in 2018, Ghost Adventures. What did they do? They had a live show. Yes, they did. Um, it was like for 24 hours, I think, or something. Yeah. So when Zach planned to open the Dybbuk box himself, um. When they, I guess he planned to do that. For the, I read that weird. Um, during the time that I had owned the box, I had been too cautious to open it, except for when he did or wanted to touch it with Post Malone. He was about to open it. 
Um, he was too cautious to open it because of past events that have transpired with it. Um, I had planned to open the box on live television, but in the end, I did not. Yeah. I am a I very empathetic The whole person. time, every commercial break, he'd be like, don't, and don't, and uh, it was like, don't miss him <laughs> opening the Divic box. I mean, th- and then they would, and then they ended up being like, not going to do it. It's like that dude who was like, watch me get crushed by a giant snake on live TV. And he did it for like two minutes and then when, tapped out. Do you remember when Chris Angel got ran over by a, uh, one of those con- like asphalt flatter steamroller? I remember when he did made that elephant disappear. I don't remember that. Dude, that's crazy. The David Copperfield thing when he made the Statue of Liberty disappear wasn't as impressive. Yeah. But the elephant one, that one's really cool. Chris Angel is He's cool as guy. much as you want to hate him. I've like watched a lot of like his like older stuff. I, I it, like it, it the thing the cool the thing the cool thing about him is that during his tricks, you know how like a lot of the time magicians will hide something kind of like appearing and then it'll just like be there and then they'll like slowly reveal it? Yeah. During like some of his tricks, you'll see the thing kind of like appear, which I always thought was really cool. Yeah. 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 All right. Sorry. Where was I? Um, um, oh, not he did not, it he did not open it. Um, after the many cases that I have been involved with, my body has become some sort of a tuned instrument when it comes to the paranormal. Like a ukulele. Yeah, he's a If your body could be an instrument, what instrument would you be? A mandolin. It's like one of those little guitars. I know, I know what a mandolin okay. is. What about you? You'd be, a, you'd be an oboe. I was going to say oboe. <laughs> I was going to say oboe. Great minds think like alike. the what? It's like the. Is that what that is? That's an oboe. Isn't no, it? I thought an oboe was like a. It was, it's one of the woodwind instruments. What's the? Because um uh, uh Megan and Drake and Josh plays an oboe. She goes to oboe practice. What's the thing that's like? It's like a giant tube and it's like. That's a that's a gigolo. No, it's a didgeridoo. <laughs> a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a gigolo is, right? Yeah. What is it? It's a male prostitute. Male prostitute. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun, Fun fact. fact. I was a male prostitute. <laughs> Last, uh, l- a little quick side note. Um, uh, off of a side note. Yeah. So you know, um, remember like Chromecast, and that was a thing. Yeah, I have one in, so in my you closet. Could, really? Yeah. So you can name your devices, and I was, <laughs> I was maybe like twelve or something, and I was setting up ours in our living room, and I named it Gigolo Bigolo, because it <laughs> rhymed and it was funny. But my mom thought it wasn't funny, and she was like, "She was like, what is this? You know what a gigolo is, right?" And I was like, "I just—it's just some words I thought were funny." He's like, "No, you do not." <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Oh man! All right. Oh, my As phone. you were. Hold on, my phone turned off. Gigolo, gigolo, bigolo. No, the, yeah, the didgeridoo is the thing okay. that's like. Yeah. So I think it'd be an oboe. Or, or a didgeridoo. No, One a slide them. whistle. I wish I could whistle. What should, give me your best attempt. i got to wet my lips. Wet those flaps. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Oh, it's so good. You put your tongue like right here? No. <laughs> it's you just lift nothing. your tongue up. Like, kind of like... I curl it back. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Shut up. Stop. Alright, we gotta continue. We gotta continue. I wanna get to the good one. Jesus. Alright. Um, so, yeah, he's like a finely tuned instrument. You know, with his, with his sexy muscles and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's ripped. He's a ripped guy, Zach Bacon's. I know. Um, but, uh, so he believes... <laughs> Just casually brushing <laughs> over, like, our admiration for a dude's physique. That's how we That's how we do it here. We appreciate the male physique, all right? Do you, do you, do you acknowledge and notice when a, when a guy's attractive? Yeah. I said that when um, we were watching that Shaky Graves video. I was like, and he's good looking. He can play instruments and he's good looking. And then Dawson said he was good looking, and so it's like, dude, that's gay. That was me. Oh, it was. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, you gotta if you're if you're confident with your masculinity, you can say that another dude is good looking. You're a good looking guy. Thanks. Sometimes. Thank you. When you just when you fart on my biscuits, that's when I I don't fart on your biscuits. You did once. Remember when I was holding a pan of biscuits and you, you farted when you were at the uh, fridge <laughs> and did. my my pan of biscuits was right there. I did fart. Well, Anyways. thank you for saying I'm good looking. Yeah. yeah. You gonna continue? I'm just waiting for you to say. Okay. Don't um, go fishing for compliments. That's well, so shallow. It's kind of it's polite. Shut up. I'm not. I don't lie to people. <laughs> you dick. You dick. Gosh. All right. I've had to try and find my spot like three times because I think we're getting back into it. Fine tune instrument. <laughs> yeah, that was a little detour. And then the muscles. Okay. And okay. So he believed that he believes <laughs> that the Dybbuk box was aware that we were on live television. That <gasps> it knew. Um, it had no interest in performing, of course. You know, that's that's he, that happens. He has he is he's shy. He's a shy you know? guy. No, he's a he's a he, no the Dybbuk is not I mean the apparently the spirit that's inside is an old hag. Nobody like if you're an old hag, you that don't want to be seen by thousands of people. Um so it does things on its schedule, is what Zach says. That, in a, in that's, its own a, time. that's a comment though where like that just makes people skeptical. Yeah, exactly. You should you shouldn't say you and shouldn't sit there and be Zach, like I think he knows so he doesn't want to perform. You should just be like, you know, it's not guaranteed every time that's the reality of stuff being possessed. You know what's another mistake? You what? shouldn't pay people to give you ten star reviews on a movie. <laughs> um yeah. we need to confirm that. I feel that, that was you got to confirm that for the throwback I, look it up. episode. Look it up. No, it's later. Um, so I felt as though, or he, yeah. Zach felt as though the energy in the room started to, started peaking. Um, it was overwhelming. He could feel that something very bad would have happened if I had opened that box. You know what? Things that are bad that makes for good television. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't want it to hurt you, mm, my man. No. Um, it was affecting many people in the room that night. The people and people watching it on te- television couldn't understand the seriousness of, of what happened, as what was happening. You know, do you think that he could open or do the same thing in like in front of like like a bunch of people? Like, say you're in an arena, and he's trying to like so that multiple people, like hundreds of people, can feel the same feeling. As the like those select few were feeling in the in the museum that night. Placebo. Yeah. Remember when our room was flipped? Yeah. Couches over there. We still have yet to flip our coffee table. It's a lot better this way. It is because this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Anyways, uh, um, so he did not want to sacrifice our our safety and health. Just for the sake of entertainment. Yep, I mean, I understand. Makes sense. It was mostly influencing myself, Zach, Aaron, good guy, electric, electronic engineer Gary Galka, who makes the Melmeters, and renowned psychic medium Chris Fleming. You think him and Nick are still friends? Yeah, I think. Nick still does uh, paranormal stuff. Yeah. Um, in addition, other things were happening with the production itself. That I felt were trying to prevent the that, box. That is from being true. Opened. I do remember watching it. There were some like they did had like technical difficulties like on live TV, huh. which is kind of cool. Um, this became apparent when Gary Galka and Chris Fleming began receiving some very disturbing uh, messages using different pieces of communication equipment. Um, I believe the Dybbuk box disturbed and disrupted everything that we were trying to do, and it worked. I made every, or he, Zach made every abrupt decision to end things with the box unopened. You know what? You know it'd be a good way for skeptics. What? Like it, like cause skeptics. Skeptics are always like, oh, this is not true, and then people will be like, oh, why don't you do like this to like, like for yourself? But then like, no, I don't want to. If a skeptic really wants to be taken seriously as a skeptic. They should, like, no cameras, no media, or no anything. They should l- lock themselves in a room with the Divic box for, like, a day. And not even that. You don't even have to go that serious. Well, I think that'd be... I, I mean, think, that, that's, that's demonic. 
if that like if that if that is truly one of the most haunted like items in the world i think that'd be like a great way for skeptics because because if a skeptic says they're scared then they're not a skeptic well i mean you're a skeptic how i mean you haven't i mean i've barely experienced things i'm still kind of skeptical i'm a skeptic i mean but you still don't know for sure that i still don't know for sure that anything is that we talk about on here is real aliens yeah, but okay. Because the fucking government. Sure. It's dumb how like. Well, okay, are, UFOs I, don't mean aliens. I know it's people. It's dumb when people are like, "Oh my god, they're actually real." Like there hasn't been fucking years and years and years. Hey, and we're not talking years. about aliens. We're gonna get into right, this. We have a three-hour throwback episode. It. I'm gonna lose it. Like the the throwback episode's gonna be long. I know. Get ready, bitches. Prepare your ears <laughs> so, and your butts. A lot of people question Zach's Because uh, you're going to be decision. sitting down, not um, anything dirty. Don't think that. But he knows that he did the right thing. You know, I, 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 believe, I believe him. I believe Zach. A lot of people don't, you know, believe him. Just because that show because he can come off as a tool. That, yeah. And the show is just... I don't want to say it's overproduced, but it's It's over, overproduced. It is. And no, it's, o- it's overacted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get he's just trying to bring like a serious vibe to it, but it's too serious. Aaron does a good job of comic relief and all that. And being the I feel like I feel like Aaron is like the guy you look to if you want like real things. Yeah. Cuz I mean, if they're in the woods somewhere, he takes his shirt off, you think he's Bigfoot. That's true. So, he's just one of those guys. So, um the box remains on display at the Haunted Museum, where it is regularly seen by thousands of visitors who come to experience it every month. Approach it at your own risk. And that is the Dybbuk box. This one. Oh, so so it, it didn't mention anything about the spirit box? It might be something else. Okay. Because, the, the, I mean, the Dybbuk box is in a glass case so it's not that yeah. uh, i'm I, I guess i'm thinking of like a doll probably but i don't know what doll it would be i would should have done that doll instead of robert <laughs> poor robert <laughs> you gave him such a bad rap <laughs> yeah i mean some of it i mean well most of it was it's good my fault i hate myself <laughs> so have you heard of the devil's rocking chair I actually just read about it oh, on Zach Bagan's Wikipedia page. Really? Yeah, it like says, just now? Um, like, uh, on May 27th, on May 27th, 2019, an exhibit featuring a rocking chair from the devil and... Don't say anything. I, I, I have that article. Stop. All right. All righty, then. <laughs> so, the devil's rocking chair... In 2019, I purchased another macabre object for the haunted museum, dubbed the Devil's Rocking Chair. It is of unknown origin, but was passed on to the Glatzel family in the early 1950s. It was simply a piece of household furniture until the summer of 1980, when it became the center of a tragedy that struck the family. The sinister relic became a part of one of America's most notorious exorcisms, uh, which involved two demonic possessions and an eventual murder. It is believed that the chair, quite literally, was cursed by the devil. Like, um, like the Z guy? Zozo? No, he, shut, Zo- shut the fuck up! Z guy? Yes! You can say the name. It's just You a- can't! No, if you, if you literally say it, like, a couple times, then bad shit happens. You have to have a Ouija board. No, you have... No, you don't! Yeah, you do. No, you don't! Yeah, you do. I'm not... No. That's the one thing I won't fuck with, because I've read a lot about that guy and like people's stories and everything, and I'm not, I'm not getting anywhere near that. I swear to God, if you say it, I will go grab my bat and I will beat your knees. You will what? I will go grab. <laughs> I will go get my bat. I will bat. go grab my bat and hit your knees with it. Uh. <laughs> so the horror began in July 1980 when David Glatzel who was 11, uh, became... Is this the, the possession that inspired The Exorcist? No. Damn. Um, became What's his pos- name? I want to look him up. 
David Glatzel. G-L-A-T-Z-E-L. G-L-A-T-Z-E-L. Oh, found it. Uh, he became possessed by a demon. Uh, one night he woke up screaming, claiming he had been visited by a man with bl- big <gasps> black eyes. I've heard of this case. A thin face with animal figures, jagged teeth, pointed ears, horns, and hooves. Sounds like Satan to me. Uh, David was, everyone agreed, uh, not the kind of kid who liked scary movies or who was likely to make things up. And he was visibly shaken by this experience. He became withdrawn and quiet. His older sister, Debbie, asked her fiancé, Arn Johnson, if he would stay with her family for a while and see whether it would help David get out of his depression. Um, Arn, of course, agreed, but things didn't get better. Dude. Fun fact. This case is the basis for The Conjuring 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm about to get into that. Um, oh, so yeah. I've, Arne, heard, I've Arne, heard of this case. And Conjuring 3 is going to be a good movie. I hope so. Arn, of course, agreed, but things didn't get better. David reported more nightmares about the terrifying man who promised to take his soul. Odd scratches and bruises began to appear on the boy, and all the injuries seemed to happen while he was asleep. Odd sounds which Arn couldn't explain were heard in the attic. Worst of all, David began to claim that he was now seeing the beast while he was awake. That's um, when you just take your kid out to a nice meadow and then just <laughs> let him be. What was the in Wolf of Wall Street? We would oh, yeah. kind of just like drive out to the country and then we, we'd open the door and we'd just be like, you're free. You're free. Go. Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> that was a funny part. Um, so he was always seen sitting in the family's rocking chair which the beast now claimed as his own. David and later, drumroll please, Lorraine Warren, uh, was the only one who saw the beast in the chair. I'm really excited for how they make the beast look out to be. That's going to be cool. They're just actually fun. They actually just took a picture of you naked. (laughs) And they're actually just going to have that. You know, that's not the first time I've heard that. (laughs) Um, But family members often saw the beast rocking back and forth, seemingly under its own power. Or no, the rocking chair, not the beast. Um, The family first brought over a priest to bless the house. This didn't help. In fact, it made things worse. The sounds in the attic got louder, David's visions increased, and he began to hiss at his family and speak with multiple voices. Well, if that's the case, then a lot of... Uh, kids from the early 2000s that hissed in the hallways they are also possessed when would kids hiss in the hallways I feel like that's just a thing that you hear about (laughs) what did you hear about that I don't know (laughs) ignore that keep going Um, so he started to quote from Paradise Lost a book that that most 11 year olds aren't exactly familiar with I feel like I've read that I've never heard of it. I've heard of it. Um, During the night, someone had to stay up and watch David, who woke every 30 minutes, sometimes having seizures. In the night, here. Shut up. This is a serious topic. Sorry. Uh, Desperate for help, the Glatzels called Ed and Lorraine Warren, who began making regular visits to their home. Where do they live? uh, The Glatzels? Or the Johnson? No, Johnson is a friend of theirs. Yeah, Arn Johnson. Yeah, so the Glatzels, where do they live? Uh, I don't think it told me. Oh. Uh, yeah. All right, it's fine. I can find out. Um, bringing more and more priests um, with them and performing exorcism. This was the wards. Um, many of those exorcisms took place while David was seated in the rocking chair. The chair itself moved about the house on its own, mysterious disappearing and reappear mysteriously it's just as mysterious though mysteriously disappearing and reappearing in different places most incredibly it levitated on numerous occasions in full view of witnesses including the warrens the warrens clergy members and shocked family members so this is this is a good uh example of exorcisms are not quick People think that they're well, like a one and done not thing. A one, yeah, it's not they a can take thing. like years to do. Mm-hmm. That was all. Um, it hap- So the rocking chair once uh, levitated while David was sitting in it during an exorcism. 
That's that's what happened in the first Conjuring too. Oh uh, yeah. But it wasn't a rocking chair. It wasn't. It, it was still cool. After after one. a final exorcism, the demon left David. He soon began to show signs of improvement. However, his sister's fiance, Arne Johnson, was not so lucky. <gasps> Apparently, the demon left David and entered him. He started making the same kind of growls and hisses that David had made, as well as slipping into trances for a period of months before killing his landlord, Alan Bono, or Bono. I'd say it's Bono because it's about like Bono from YouTube. Yeah, that prick. Um, <laughs> with a five-inch, oh my gosh, he killed his landlord with a five-inch pocket knife, stabbing the Who man. Who the hell has a five-inch pocket knife? Wait, is it like five inches total or a five-inch blade? I would assume blade? blade. I have a uh, so a ten-inch. Who the hell carries around a ten-inch knife? I do. I don't carry it around. I have one. Yeah, you have one. You don't carry it around. Um. So he was stabbing the man over and over as Debbie watched. Uh, Bono died a few hours later, not the singer. Wait, why was in Debbie the hospital. there? I don't. I guess she just was there. I guess Ooh, trying yeah, to collect. Does it go over the events leading to it? Mm-mm. Just he would. He got possessed. He'd go into trances for months on end, and then he no, went I'm so crazy. No, I'm talking about the murder. No, no, it doesn't go into detail. Um. So, landlord died a few hours later in the hospital. Oh, I found the 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 thing of events. If you mm-hmm. want me to read it uh, after this, yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, he died a few hours later in the hospital, and Johnson was picked up by the police two miles from the murder scene. Eight months later, Johnson appeared in court with a plan to enter a plea of not guilty due to demonic possession. You can do that. Really? Well, technically, you can plea by reason of anything, but it's usually reason of insanity. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one that would make sense. Except in I feel like that's the only case. one that would, like, people would believe. Like, demonic possession. I guess if you have multiple clergy members and the Warrens claiming, yeah, that, that's crazy though. Um, for the first time in American legal history, demonic possession was used as a reason for murder. Uh, it didn't work. Judge Robert Callahan refused to accept the plea since there was no evidence to show that Johnson was possessed. Johnson eventually went to prison for his crime. He was found guilty of first-degree manslaughter and received a 10- to 20-year sentence, although he only served five. Arne and Debbie married after he was released. Did the demon just leave, I guess? Maybe. Um, for, many of the, for many years after the horrifying events of 1980, the rocking chair remained in storage. What am I going to read about the murder? Uh, hopefully soon. Okay. I have another article after this. Um, when the Glatzel family later moved, it went with them. However, one, over time it became apparent that there was something very wrong with the chair. Whoever sat in the chair, whether innocently or because they knew its strange history, uh, were suddenly stricken with incapacitating sciatica or abnormal back problems. Um, some were so bad they were, that they re- required surgery. Once close fam- one clo- once close family member. Oh, one, one a? no one close close family member was unable to walk upright for more than ten years after testing the legend of the chair. Why do you want to test that? Oh man. Today the devil's rocking chair is at the haunted museum. There are stains of the. On the original cushion from holy water and blessed oils that were part of the exorcisms conducted by a Catholic priest and Ed Warren. An evil presence surrounds it, and even before it was on display, it was already causing problems in the building. Soon after it arrived, doors at the museum began shutting themselves and locking. Light switches physically turned off and it created terrible tension between staff members in the area uh, where the chair was stored. It uh, did what? I, as in Zach, also heard from the shipper who picked up the rocking chair from the Glatzel house, and he told me he was plagued by terrible nightmares after coming into contact with it. He, it the, what did you say? The, like, between staff members? Like, tensions. Ah. Yes, they were getting irritated with each other. I found a photo of Zach uh, next to the chair. 
<laughs> I was going to use that. Oh, good. You should. <laughs> um, like the other cursed items at the Haunted Museum, the Devil's Rocking Chair will be safely displayed so that it creates the least amount of havoc in the building. Even so, there remains the chance that the menacing aura that surrounds it aura. will have an effect on those who are brave Whatever. enough to visit it. And on that note, Zach, Bez- Zach Bagans closes Devil's Rocking Chair exhibit after museum haunts chilling encounter at, in his home. After museum haunts and chilling encounter in his home. Um, Zach Bagans, with a big Z, um, closed a new exhibit at his haunted museum in Las Vegas after a series of visitors were dramatically affected, as was his own home. Uh, Bagans welcomed the new addition, a rocking chair from the Museum of Ed and Lorraine Warren that inspired the upcoming Conjuring 3 at the end of April. I want to see this museum so bad. Yeah. I want to go there. This is the first time Bagans has ever closed an exhibit at this at his museum due to paranormal activity. The exhibit houses a wide variety of notoriously haunted items, but the chair caused uh, concerning reactions in at least six of Bagans' museum guests. Uh, Bagans told Newsweek he had to close the exhibit because of the disturbing reactions to the chair, uh, which has been known as the Devil's Rocking Chair. This is the first time where I have... This is a quote. This is the first time where I have decided to shut an exhibit down at the Haunted Museum due to multiple people being affected in connection to unexplained paranormal activity of of the Devil's Rocking Chair. Um... Bagan said six people all shared the same disturbing, uncontrollable crying during the short time I opened the exhibit. One of them uh, being a guest uh, who had who also collapsed directly above the rock, uh, the devil's rocking chair on the stairs. Bagan's clarified that the chair is housed directly under a set of stairs. While visitor reactions to haunted objects aren't entirely uncommon at the museum, ambulances. Have ambulances have been been called more than once in the past. The rocking chair triggered a chain of emotional reactions, even a terrifying experience that met Bagans and a friend in his own Las Vegas home. Oh, an ad for Penny Dreadful City of Angels. Um, me and a friend felt an evil presence move between us as we were sitting down in my living room, which caused my dog to growl. Bagans explained, I then became very affected uh, began speaking strange things about God and Satan with my head down. And then my friend began to cry uncontrollably and literally ran out of my house. It's unclear if the exhibit will ever reopen or what will happen to the chair next. Baggins uh, bought the chair for around $67,000. Jesus. Um he also happened to buy it just hours before the death of Lorraine Warren. That's weird. That is um, weird. The chair is famous in paranormal history as it was the site of the exorcism of David Glatzel, who was said to be possessed uh, by a demon. Yeah, we've already been over this. Warren, Warren performed the exorcism, and the story says the demon left Glatzel possessed another person. Arn Cheyenne Johnson, who later killed his landlord. Some claim to have seen the beast sitting in the chair, while others who have sat in the chair have faced back pain so excruciating that they needed surgery. And that's it. Alright, now set me up. And here is Jackson with the events of the murder that happened between Arn Johnson... And Bono, not the singer. Yes. On February 16th, 1981, Johnson called in sick to his job at Wright Tree Service and joined Debbie at the kennel. Debbie was his wife, right? Mm -hmm. At the kennel where she worked, along with his sister Wanda and Debbie's nine-year-old cousin Mary. Bono, what was his first name? I've got it. I've got it. Alan? Uh, it was Alan. Was it Pretty Alan? Sure. Alan, yeah. So, um, after lunch, the group returned to the kennel. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, Bono, the couple's landlord and Debbie's employer at the kennel, bought the bought the group lunch at the local bar and proceeded to drink heavily. 
After lunch, the group returned to the kennel. Debbie then took the girls to get pizza, but insisted they return quickly, anticipating trouble. Pizza. When they returned, Bono, intoxicated at this point, became agitated. Everyone left the room at Debbie's urging, except Bono, who seized Mary and refused to let go. Johnson headed back to the apartment and ordered Bono to release Mary. Wanda recounted the following events to the police. Um, Wanda, Johnson's sister. Mm -hmm. Mary ran for the car as Debbie attempted to mitigate the situation by standing between the two men. Wanda tried in vain to pull Johnson away. Johnson, growling like an animal, then drew a five-inch pocket knife and stabbed Bono repeatedly. According so, And obviously he died several hours later. Uh, according to Johnson's lawyer, Bono had suffered four or five tremendous wounds, mostly to his chest, and one that stretched from his stomach to the base of his heart. Johnson was discovered, discovered two miles from the site of the murder and was held at Bridgeport Correctional Center on bail of $125,000. This was the first murder in the history of Brookfield, Connecticut. Damn. It's quite a murder, too. Yes, it is. Well, that that's all. That was actually a lot more than I thought. Mm. When, do, when is this book, or this book, this movie going to come out? It said it was supposed to be set in April. Or September 11th. Oh, great. I know what I'm doing for Savannah's birthday. <laughs> you gonna go see it in theaters? No, I hate seeing movies in theaters. Because it's suspenseful? That and it's just like, I don't like full crowds of people because people have no common courtesy. Remember when we saw, um, it's like Deadpool 2, and I think, a or something? Two-year-old child running around? No, there was, what movie was it? There was one movie... We were watching, I think me and Savannah went and saw a movie where, like, this old couple behind us wouldn't shut up. Like, they were, like, laughing with each other, like, <laughs> like, oh, stop, and, like, all this shit. <laughs> like, I don't, oh, stop. I forget what movie that was, but I might, I might be able to, I don't know, but that I just don't like going, because yeah. people just are so annoying in theaters they have they, they act like they're the only ones in the theater you're just supposed to be quiet that's what a movie's for whatever sorry but yeah um so that was very good that was good very good topic yeah. very good double whammy i like yeah. that very much the devil dipic box made me very excited Devil's rocking chair I'm not done made me, made me very excited to watch um conjuring three yeah. i wonder if we could watch where we can watch the possession let me do that real quick give me your thoughts on um the thing on the thing I just talked about? Yeah, both the, like... Um, definitely both real things. Uh, Can't watch you it know, anywhere. Real life. Like, that... You don't want to mess with that stuff. Like, I mean, I I get the skepticism about the Dybbuk box and the live TV thing. It's like, oh, I didn't want to... I just had a bad, a bad feeling. I don't... I mean... Yeah, I, just, I know. You know yeah, but, I mean... Reptile. If you if you go, <laughs> if you go, <laughs> and I I like, I'm scared. I would be scared, but I want to go. I feel like I'd be so I'd bad. be affected by so many things, and it might be a placebo, but it might not. I see. I bet, I, I bet if I went and I had an encounter with the Divic box, that I'd have a dream of an old hag I, coming back. I I just I just want to go to that museum. It'd be I feel cool. Like it'd be very cool. No I wonder if there are any haunted items on display no in a museum chickens. around here. In a museum around... You could Google that, probably. Probably. I know there are in New Orleans. New Orleans got some crazy stuff. I want to go to New Orleans. Stupid pandemic. Anyways, that's all we have for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed. That was a riveting episode. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you very say? good. Very, very good. Um, next episode will be a our throwback episode. Throwback, throwback, throwback number two. You're ready for three hours. Yeah, it's gonna be a long one, but we hope you. How enjoy long was it. this one? Uh, oh, we're forty seconds away from an hour, so. No, come on, we can got this. Let's do. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. All right, we'll do the unknown P rap. No, <laughs> biting around in a rover. When I see hopes and then it's over. <laughs> okay, all right, we got twenty seconds and then we're gonna end it. All right. So, what are your thoughts? Everything was real, right? Everything's real. Everything uh, was I get real the skepticism, to me too. But skepticism is yeah. a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mic, yeah, skepticism yeah, yeah. is a thing, but it's definitely real. Ten seconds. Where can they find us on Instagram, Douglas? Uh, at Nightstone Podcast and DM us 
if you want us if you want to hear a topic and we love you okay and uh stay tuned for throwback okay bye